Welcome to our series on prayer. Uh, this is part of Friends in Faith at St. Philip the Apostle Parish, and Happy New Year to everyone. My name is Michael Grace, and I'll be talking today about St. Thomas Aquinas on prayer. St. Thomas Aquinas lived in the 13th century in Italy. He was one of the early Dominican priests, and he was canonized over 700 years ago. Uh, today, he is regarded as a doctor of the church, and in fact, the angelic doctor and even called the universal doctor because he's had a greater role in developing uh, the mass and developing our understanding of the Catholic faith than probably any other single doctor of the church. And so I thought it would be helpful to have a few questions for us to think about using Thomas Aquinas's understanding of prayer to help facilitate our own prayer life. So the first thing is, what is prayer? Thomas Aquinas says that prayer is, quote, the raising up of one's mind to God, close quote. It's an intentional act on our part, recognizing who we are, God's creation, and recognizing who God is, our creator. It's really that simple and also that difficult. Now, some people talk about um, prayer as being an experience of all cultures, it's certainly a phenomenon that we meditate, we try to uh, uh, realize what our spiritual life is, but Catholic prayer is very specific. We're not simply reaching out to the ether. We have an intentional contact, and that is to draw closer to God. How do we pray? Well, Aquinas says we can pray in any variety of ways. We can pray alone as Jesus taught us. We can pray in a group. We pray especially at Mass, at the prayer that's led by the priest. We can have ritual prayer where the words are already set for us, or it can be a free-form type of prayer where the words come to us through our heart. We can pray what we believe in already, that's called the creed, or we can meditate in openness to God and God's direction for us. We can pray by song, we can pray by spoken prayer, or we can pray by silent prayer. All of those are important forms of prayer that should be part of your daily life. When should we pray? According to Thomas Aquinas, and taking this right from the Gospel, we should pray continually. Because praying for others is an act of charity, and we should always be continually living a life of charity. We should also, though, have what Jesus refers to as those short prayers, those prayers where we pray in private, building up our relationship with God and asking God for specific things for ourselves and for others because God listens to our needs. And we need to pray with perseverance. Remember the widow before the judge in Luke 18, chapter 18. Perseverance in prayer is an essential aspect of our prayer life. What are the effects of prayer? This is one of the most important parts of prayer that we don't really think about. 
Aquinas has some very interesting thoughts on that. First of all, one of the immediate effects of prayer is spiritual consolation. We find a peace, we feel a peace that is lasting, that is not an earthly peace, which is merely temporary and will pass away. But rather, in drawing closer to God, we actually experience just a touch of the heavenly peace that we long for in eternity. We also grow in virtue because when we pray, it is a practice of charity. It requires our faith and it also leads us to uh, be humble. Humility is an acknowledgement that we don't have all the answers and we can't do it all by ourselves. We need the Lord to be there with us and that's why we pray. And third, prayer is efficacious because it produces results. God asks us to pray because God, according to St. Augustine, has everything that we need and is ready to grant our requests so long as those requests lead to our eternal goodness. In other words, that lead ultimately to beatitude in seeing the face of God for all eternity. That's the goal, that's the eternal happiness that Thomas Aquinas says that we are all created by God to have. What are the different kinds of prayers? Aquinas divides them up into four categories. One prayer is a prayer of supplication, where we acknowledge our limits and our failings and we ask God for mercy. Another type of prayer is where we simply pray what the facts are. And that is, most, is best illustrated by the consecration that takes place during the Mass. The priest recites the facts, the historical record of Jesus and what Jesus did at the Last Supper. And it becomes a prayer for us that lifts up our minds to God because of what Jesus did. A third type of prayer is a prayer of intercessions where we frankly present what our real needs are to God and ask God to grant those needs, grant those, those prayers so that those needs can be met and again to lead us to the ultimate good which is beatitude, eternal union with God. And finally, and this is also in the Mass, the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of thanksgiving is the prayer that we offer to God in realization that God loves us without us doing a thing. We don't earn God's love, we can never merit God's love, but God loves us nonetheless. Think of it as an example. Someone gives you a lottery ticket and it's a billion dollars. You've just won a billion dollars. You have made it for life. And it would be understandable, you'd be happy. But that's a passing happiness because it's only for this life. Now imagine that you have everything that you need, everything that's been provided for, and it's not simply for this life, but for eternity. That's a true reason for thanksgiving. And that's what God offers us and what we do at the end of the Mass is to offer a prayer of thanksgiving. We've now talked about different kinds of prayers, the effects of prayers, when do we pray and how do we pray, and what prayer is. You might also be interested in knowing that St. Thomas Aquinas himself wrote a number of prayers in the 13th century that we continue to pray today. Many of those prayers can be located at the website that's on the screen right now, www.slife.com org front slash Thomas Aquinas prayers. Take a look at that and see if any of those prayers particularly grabs you. If so, continue. Try it out. See if it works for you in your, in your daily prayer life. And I'd like to identify as I close here 
one of the prayers that's my favorite uh, that Thomas Aquinas wrote in the 13th century and is near and dear to my heart. So let us pray together. Through the intercession of St. Thomas Aquinas, grant me, O Lord, my God, a mind to know you, a heart to seek you, wisdom to find you, conduct pleasing to you, faithful perseverance in waiting for you, and the hope of finally embracing you. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for taking part in Friends in Faith. See you next week.